0: and a blind man who travelled across the globe. It's also about me, your host, Anupam Kher. But mostly, it's about making you smile. Welcome to Anupam Cares. Chapter 4, A Breadtime Story. On occasions, my father played the lottery. And one morning he discovered that he had bought a lucky ticket worth a whopping 50 rupees. He was overjoyed. But being a superstitious man, my dad wanted to repeat his luck. So he thought back on what happened just before he won the lottery. And it turns out, just before he had won, he had seen the face of the local bread and bun seller. A man who would make the rounds on our street and hawk his fresh bread in the mornings. So... My father took a note of it. Then later that day, upon reaching the office, my father got the news that he had just been promoted. He was thrilled. On top of the world. Uh, But this felt like too much of a coincidence to my father. To have such luck hit you all at once, he became convinced that all of the good luck came from seeing the bread and bun seller in the morning. And if he saw that fellow's face, the first thing every morning, his life could only get better. In that instant, the bread vendor became my father's lucky mascot. And there was no stopping it. Every morning, my father would eagerly wait for the sounds of vendor yelling, roti, Hot bread and buns! And as soon as it hit his ears, my father would jump out of the bed and walk to the door in great excitement. But in keeping with the superstition, he would keep his eyes closed. He wanted to make sure the very first thing he saw every morning was the bread vendor. In his commitment to that idea, he would step on the faces, stomachs, and backs of everyone who was in his path, fast asleep on the floor. <laughs> Now, let me back up for a minute. I had a lovely childhood, full of colourful stories and loving relatives. But we lived in cramped quarters. There were 14 of us extended family members confined to one small room, three generations of cares living almost on top of each other. And of course... There were no beds. At night, everyone would spread our bedding on the floor and in the morning, we rolled it back up. It was like living in a small army barracks. But a happy one. So, my father would blindly race to the front door. How he never tripped remains a mystery. He would only open his eyes when he could hear the bread and bun man speak directly to him. Double roti! Hot bread and buns! And then, his day would start. And that's how it went on for a while. Unfortunately for him and the rest of us, one day my father overslept. The whole day he was in a sour mood, sullen and impatient, snapping at everyone. After that, it became my brother Raju and my job to bring the bread seller to our home first thing every morning. I'm guessing you can imagine the bewildered state of this poor gentleman. Here were two young kids waiting for him at the street corner, insisting he go to their house every morning before he could start his rounds. And I'm sure he was even more confused when my father would not open his eyes until he was standing in front of him. The mystery carried on for a few more days. But when the truth finally came out that he was my father's good luck charm, The savvy bread seller decided to raise the price of his goods. He was no fool. One loaf would now cost 40 paisa instead of 30. (sighs) Over time, Raju and I got bored with our father's morning routine. So we decided to play a little prank on him. One evening, around midnight, we snuck outside. And from behind the door, I imitated the bread seller, shouting, Double roti! Hot breads and buns! Hot breads and buns! <laughs> like Pavlo's dog responding to the bell, my father hopped out of the bed and dashed for the door, expecting to see the rising sun and his good luck charm. Double roti! I got you! Ah, ah, boss, boss! I got you, cut you, cut you! Of course, we had made our escape by that point. So he just looked out into the empty dark street, confused. What cut you. I don't know how long it was before my dad stopped believing in the power of this bread seller, but I do remember why he stopped believing. One morning he woke up and did all the usual things. He stumbled across all of us, opened his eyes, saw the bread seller and started his day off in his usual lucky way or so he thought. That morning, when he went to open the storeroom of his office, his keys were missing. He searched and searched, but he had clearly misplaced them. Worse still, there was only one set. His. My father's boss was so irritated that he made a spectacle of my father. He yelled at him in front of the entire staff, which left him feeling low and dispirited. Then on his evening walk home as he was shopping at the vegetable market a mule kicked him for no apparent reason and all his vegetables spilled out. While the mule walked off most unconcerned my father was a picture of misery. As he stooped down to pick up his goods instead of helping him the youngsters watching just laughed at what they saw. (laughs) It was not my father's finest hour. But the day wasn't done with him. As he hobbled home, just as he was about to enter our house, a crow flew by and hit a bullseye on my father's tweed jacket, the only suit jacket he possessed. <laughs> by the time the sun had set that evening, my father's obsession with the bread seller was also a thing of the past. Every once in a while, just for fun, my brother and I would run outside and yell, Hot bread and buns. Maybe we thought it would get our dad out of bed. Or maybe we thought it would amuse him. Instead, he just yelled at us in Kashmiri, saying, Stop this hot bread and bun nonsense. Idiots. As for the bread seller, he is the only one who made out in that situation. While the cares of Shimla never won the lottery again, he kept on selling his bread to us at the new lucky price, of course. But thinking back on my father and how gracefully he trampled all of us with his eyes closed on his way to the front door, it reminded me of the story of another man a blind traveller named James Holman, and how his trust in people helped him conquer the world. James Holman was born in 1786, and he hadn't always been an explorer, nor had he always been blind. At the age of 12, the Englishman had enlisted with the British Navy and served on the high seas. But just a few years later, he started suffering from a strange illness. His bones and joints began to ache and his eyesight began to fade. Doctors blamed his symptoms on rheumatism and tried treating him by prodding Holman with a hot poker and draining his blood with leeches. Common cure-alls at that time. Of course, None of it worked. Holman went permanently blind and resigned himself to living out the rest of his days as a homebody. In fact, he didn't travel again until a doctor suggested that a dose of warm weather might be good for his spirit. So at the age of 32, Holman set off for the French Riviera. That trip changed him. Exploring France, Hallman navigated the streets by echolocation. He would tap his stick on the ground and listen as the sound ricocheted off his surroundings. In Europe, he became a tireless explorer. He began to hike mountains, tour cathedrals, and even visit museums. On his side trip to Rome, he tried to hire a guide, but Hallman was so energetic that the guide couldn't keep up. Later, when Hallman climbed Mount Mesuvius, a pastor by asked if he needed help. Hallman waved him off and said, I see things better with my feet. At first, people looked at Hallman with amusement or they were completely baffled. In the 1820s, tourism, as we know, didn't exist. People didn't travel long distances for the fun of it, especially not blind people. But Hallman refused to let others bring him down and he refused to be cynical. Instead, he placed infinite amounts of trust in the people around him to help him get where he was going. Sometimes people came along for the ride. One time as Holman was passing through Naples, he bumped into an old friend. His friend was deaf. So the duo decided to walk hand in hand for nearly 200 miles. Hallman acting as the man's ears and the man acting as Holman's eyes. Hallman had fun on his travels too. In St. Petersburg, he slinked past security to sit on his Tsar's throne. He also climbed into the barrel of a famous Russian cannon to the shock of the military guard standing nearby. And the distances he travelled were not small. He trekked across much of Siberia. In fact, he would have made it all the way to China if it weren't for the pesky Russian police who deported him. For Hallman, Blindness wasn't the problem to overcome. It was prejudice. The reason he was deported from Russia was because nobody believed that a blind man could travel independently. The police decided he had to be a spy faking his condition. Similarly, critics of Hallman's best-selling books argued that a blind man could never be a true travel writer. But they couldn't be more wrong. Hallman couldn't write about the things he saw he had to pay special attention to his surroundings and the people around him. And that attention to detail made him a remarkably good writer. In 1827, Holman made an attempt to circle the globe and began a series of remarkable adventures. He travelled to Sierra Leone and became the first person to translate the native language to English. He chased illegal slave ships up and down African rivers. He survived malaria and sailed to Brazil to explore gold mines in the Amazon rainforest. In Australia, he joined a team of adventurers to explore uncharted territory. In Sri Lanka, he hunted elephants. In India, he dodged pirates. And in China, he puffed on opium. Not only would Hallman make it home from that trip around the world, he would continue to travel for the rest of his days. But what's truly remarkable is that as Hallman travelled, he came into contact with more cultures than any other human alive. And everywhere he went, he had to place his trust in those around him. He did it all without fear because Holman believed that people at their core are always good. And that's something I think we can all believe in. <laughs> that's it for today's episode. I'm Anupam Kher. Be kind to yourself and thank you for listening. Hello, Anupam Kheer is a production of iHeart Radio I'm your host Anupam Kher. Our executive producer is Mangesh Hatikudur Senior producer Julian Weller Associate producer Morgan Lavoy. Sound design and mixing by Julian Weller and Dan Bauza Music by Aaron Kaufman Production support from Emily Marinoff and Mary Duke Writing by Lucas Riley Matt Riddle Morgan Lavoy. And Julian Weller. Lucas Riley and Matt Riddle are our story editors. Thanks to Sikin Paru, Herman Souza, Godwin Amana, CDM Studios, Connell Byrne, and Bob Pittman. This is Malcolm Gladwell Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end.